Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Global sales advisor, a much sought after speaker and leading author Andy Ball joins us in this episode of the Sales Star Podcast to share a few top sales practices that can help enable a more proactive and slightly less salesy approach to your everyday sales. Andy, it's really good to have you here and we really appreciate the time you've taken to come over and share your thoughts with us in this chat with all our readers and subscribers and just a quick snippet salestechstar.com is one of our leading B2B sales publications and this episode of the Sales Star podcast runs as a stream as part of this online publication. Andy, it's great to have you here. Over to you. We'd love it if you can begin by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, what inspires you most about sales and how has the journey been so far? Yeah, well, Perone, thank you for having me and thank you for staying up so late because it's clearly it's late where you are, I know for sure. Yeah, a little of my journey and my background is is been in primarily tech sales for a long time. I've run my own company as a sales consulting firm for about 20 years. And sort of in the last seven years, uh, or last 10 years, let's say, I've started to publish three books, started a podcast uh, called Sales Enablement with Andy Paul that has about 1,039 episodes as of today. And what inspires me about sales is just the ability to be able to help people solve problems. And it's really pretty simple. I mean, if you're in sales and you don't get pleasure from the act of problem solving itself and helping other people achieve goals that are important to them, then you're probably in the wrong field. Absolutely. And I think to have a knack for selling, I'm not sure what you think about it. Is it something that you feel should come naturally to someone who wants to be in sales and if they don't have it, they should sort of just identify it early on and move on to other roles. What's your thought here, especially after being in sales for so many years? Yeah, it, well, it's never came natural to me. So I don't believe in this idea that that people are born salespeople. Good salespeople are the result of hard work on their craft because that's true, clearly what it is. It's something that you never perfect. You're constantly working on. I've been in it for decades and I still learn something every day and something new that I apply to my own sales efforts. So I don't think it's, yeah, people talk about, yeah, people have certain personalities that, you know, the extroverts perhaps are better at sales. And actually the, the data says that's not the case, that actually people who are, uh, you know, mixture of of some outgoing and and some introversion. Uh, listen a little bit better, perhaps uh, more attuned to the buyer and their concerns. So, yeah, for me, it's just been something I have to work on all the time. And it's always interesting to talk about sales evolutions. How sales as not just a function, but even when it comes to core strategies, how they've changed over the years. And of course, sales tech has a big part to play. And the fact that there have been a lot of changes in consumer expectations and trends as well, which means that teams as well as a, any customer-facing team has to sort of build strategies as well as processes that meet customers where they are and meet them how they want to be met and interact with them accordingly. So one of the, one of the while you're going through all of these sort of rapid evolutions, rapid changes, trying to keep up with all the trends. There's always these core challenges that you'll have a lot of salespeople commonly 
talk about commonly struggle with so what are some of these that you've seen especially in the last few in the recent years what are some of the top challenges that you still see a lot of b2b sales people struggle with and what are some of the top best practices that come to mind well I, that's a big question the problems are let's say the core challenges that the sellers face is and it's become increasingly so in the last 5 10 15 years as more technology has has moved into sales is to remember that the customer is a human and their job is to start by connecting with this person on a human level and the technology can't take the place of that so what you might consider sort of old fashioned to some degree skills what i call some people call soft skills i call power skills is the ability to connect with another human being to to build a rapport to build credibility and build trust with that person because what you're asking the buyer to do, you're asking your customer to do is to give you permission to you know, ask them tough questions, to stick your nose into their business so you can learn about the things that are most important to them. Because if you can learn that, then you can really help them. Well, that's always been necessary. and But unfortunately, so many people think that you can substitute technology for these necessary human connections that does that lead to building trust that lead to the customer giving you permission to to ask tough questions that enable you to truly understand what's most important to the buyer so it's while the technology is that we see are wonderful they have to be applied in the right way they have to be applied in a way that improves the experience the buyer has working with salespeople, not degrade it absolutely on the other side one of the other common challenges is not just finding the right messaging or so you spoke about the technology and implementing it the right way or applying the best capabilities to your use to your advantage and of course oftentimes a lot of teams are only using a part of their platforms and not really optimizing that and that requires a fair level of training and onboarding as well when you invest in a new platform so that's one part of the challenge the other part obviously especially in today's time because it's such a competitive market and prospects are sort of inundated with messages, not just through one platform anymore, but through multiple channels. So here you have salespeople not just struggling keeping up with technologies, keeping up with trends, but also trying to find ways to optimize the messaging while not sounding very salesy because everyone knows how closed out you can get when you get a sales pitch delivered straight to your inbox when you're not even ready for it you're not looking for it so what in your view and you've written about this a lot and you've spoken about this a lot what are some of the ways that b2b salespeople in today's market can create that cadence or create that prospecting model which is technology enabled which can work at scale which can optimize a lot of different areas when it comes to these campaigns why not sounding very salesy all at the same time <laughs> Well, that's the challenge, right? Is how do you avoid sounding salesy? And one method that technology enables, but that too many sellers overlook, is this idea of true personalization. Something besides just inserting first name into a <laughs> an email. And yeah, I like to tell the story of, yeah, I get approached on LinkedIn. Actually, it happened this week, just a couple of days ago. Somebody approached me on LinkedIn, sent me a message. Again, remember this is on LinkedIn and said, Hey, Andy, you know, I've looked at your profile. You look like you'd be an ideal person to start a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, All right, if you'd spent just 10 seconds looking at my podcast, not even maybe five seconds, you would have seen that 
not only do I have a podcast, I've had a podcast for seven years. I've got over a thousand episodes. We've got a huge audience. Why didn't you just take a second and do a little preparation and truly personalize the message? And I've had this happen multiple times. One time I reached back out to the person who approached me and said, well, you know, why didn't you just, I said, spend a second on my LinkedIn profile. And I said, oh yeah, we don't do that. So the problem is that the resources are there for, for sellers to be able to, let's say on outreach, be able to be more targeted in their personalization, and the, the questions they're asking in their outreach. But too often the sellers just don't invest the time. And they, they're feeling this pressure sometimes from managers and so on to say, look, you know, you've got to hit a certain number of touches today. You got a certain number of calls, certain number of emails and all that pressure sort of leads salespeople to say, well, yeah, I'm going to cut corners. What I'm going to do is just try to do a so-so job and try to make it up in volume. Hope that if I just do more, eventually one or two people will raise their hands and say, yeah, I'll, I'll take a meeting or I'll do a demo. And that's problematic because it's souring the field for the people that are trying to do a good job. Absolutely. And in what ways do you feel future trends or future sales teams are going to evolve and address these kind of issues as they move along? And how are you, in fact, seeing other teams in the B2B marketplace sort of optimize this process or rethink how they build out their sales team? So we have had a lot of leaders in the recent past talk about changing the way they assign functions to every sales member, backing them up with the right kind of sales operations executives to sort of help feed relevant insights to a sales bucket or a sales team, depending on the region, depending on the segment they're targeting at a specific time so that they can, they have this constant feedback loop that gives them real-time insights, gives them those not just through the technology, but also through data presentation, data management. So there are various ways that sales is said to evolve, that future sales technologies will come into place and change how processes are run. Because given the way the market is exploding, given the way new innovations are replacing a lot of base level prospecting functions as well today. There's a lot of automation. There's a lot of automated bots taking over customer facing the initial part of the conversation and life cycle of the user experience or the buyer journey. So in what ways do you feel sales tech and sales trends are set to move given all of this as we go ahead in the next couple of months and years? Well, I think you described some of them. Certainly when it comes to initial outreach is the challenge for current sellers who are, you know, SDR, BDR functionality is, uh, functions is, can they offer more value in this process than something that's automated? Meaning is if a buyer is going to decide to invest some time in talking to a salesperson, I'll say an SDR, BDR, and on an initial call, is there enough value being offered by that individual that the customer would say, yeah, I'd rather talk to this person than just do this on automated fashion. That future is not entirely clear because the way it currently works is, is, yeah, not many of the SDRs can say, make that claim that they're better than the automation. And that's our fault. That's not the fault of the people. It's, it's ours as an industry is we're not doing enough to train and enable those people to have more in-depth conversations with buyers. And I think it sort of does a disservice to say, look, the most effective way to utilize these people is just as appointment setters because I think there's more value that, that they can offer. So in terms of evolution, yeah, I think we'll see more automation coming into the initial sort of lower or initial tiers of the sales process. But I think as you get into 
actual dealing with the buyer, then I think the situation is going to change. And I think we already see this trend is that buyers look at the products they're buying as being interchangeable, meaning that, hey, if I'm looking for a business intelligence app of some sort, uh, software service basis, hey, there's probably 20 I can look at. Next week, there'll be 30. And when I look at the features and functions, they all basically look alike to me. So the deciding factor then becomes the experience the buyer has with the seller. So in this case, and I think this has become more the case, and it certainly has become more the case over the last 10 years, and I think it will continue to be, that your ability as, let's say, these account exec roles to become more human, more intensely human, to really work on the skills and able to connect with the buyer, to deploy your curiosity, uh, to not be satisfied with first answers you get, but to continue to do ask follow-up questions, to make sure you get to the point where you really, truly understand what's most important to the buyer, that's going to become a more important skill. And then once you have that understanding is to then to be able to work with the buyer, to collaborate with the buyer, to create a vision of what success will look like for them if they purchase your product or service. Yeah, it's really a co-creation functions you're going through. That becomes really important. So on one hand, on the lower, maybe not lower tiers, but the beginning of the sales process, perhaps more automation coming in for sure, but as we move further into the funnel, it's really the human to human aspect of it that's going to gain even greater importance than it is now. Absolutely. Andy, we've had a very interesting, crisp conversation, but before we wrap up for the day, we'd like to dive into your podcast a little bit. So you did mention that you've been running one, a successful one, for seven years now, is it? So a little, yeah. So the podcast, we'd love to capture a couple of thoughts on this. This is a little takeaway or a little out of the main theme that we started off with, but you know, why not? We are on a podcast and at least when it comes to content marketing, we've seen the industry grow from having a website as a must-have to having a regular blog updated as a must-have to-do list for a content or marketing team. And that has sort of evolved over the years to introduce newer ways, newer marketing channels, newer content marketing channels for marketers, even salespeople to sort of pursue. And one of them today, of course, we have webinars, we have online events, we have all of that really picking up pace. And now, not to mention podcasts, I think every brand we come across nowadays is either thinking of having one or already has one. And it's been interesting to study that area and to see how a lot of salespeople, even marketers are using it to not just build brand value, but also thought leadership in the market. So when it comes to salespeople and podcasts, of course, we'd love to hear about your podcasting journey and more about the Sales Enablement Podcast. And after that, we'd like to talk about your thoughts on salespeople owning a podcast, the benefits, the drawbacks, what should they keep in mind? And what do you think this is going to turn into in the future as every brand has a podcast and we are going to get to a point where we have too much content and too much information out there. We probably have too many podcasts. So what, what do you think about that as well? Yeah, well, I think we do have too many podcasts, perhaps. I mean, it's the beauty of the technology, though, is that, is that it enables people to have a point of view and to share that point of view with as many people that they can attract as possible. And and I, I think that's great. Yeah, I think that too often, especially let's take the sales world, for instance, is, is that the opinions seem to be always set by a certain group of people. And we need more diversity of opinion in sales to give us better thoughts about 
how sales may be evolved. And, and we need to involve you know, a wider range of people in that conversation. So for me, podcasting is a great way for anybody to sort of have a literally a, pick up a microphone and share their story and share the things that they think are important. And these new perspectives are what we really need in sales, right? And so for me, podcasting has been great. And I've had the opportunity to say we produce to date over a thousand episodes. I've had the opportunity to talk with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of really smart people that have helped not only provide a great value and content to the people listening, but to me as well. As you know, I, every time I talk with somebody, as I said before, I, I learn something new. So I think from a, the perspective of an individual salesperson, yeah, you know, there is an increasing emphasis on developing your personal brand. And the reason for that is just as we said before, is, is as more automation comes into sales and as the products and services we sell become more and more indistinguishable from our competitors, the point of differentiation becomes the salesperson. And so this, the importance of building a brand around what you believe and things you think are important, I think is going to become increasingly crucial. We know already that I think 82% of, of buyers will look at a seller's LinkedIn profile before they speak with them for the first time. Well, what are they looking for? They're looking for something that tells them, this looks like a person who's interesting enough that I should invest my time and attention in them, right? My limited time and attention, this person looks interesting. I think that's going to be increasingly important for sellers is how they make themselves look interesting to people that they're asking to invest time in them. And absent that, that, you know, that's absent that brand. I think at some point in the not too distant future, you make it harder for yourself. Absolutely. Andy, I think we've had a very lovely conversation in this episode today. And until we get to the next one, we wish you all the very best and we look forward to having you here once again. Thank you, Paroma. Thank you.